on this episode, I go into how I came up with the name Attica for my business. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 5 of Arv's Notes. My name is Arvin and this is my personal vlog and podcast. So for the next couple of episodes, I'm actually really excited about these, um, is all about, I reckon, what is the most important part of entrepreneurship and that is execution. You know, so many of us can come up with ideas and I've been a part of so many discussions with my mates, you know, we talk about you know, different ideas we could come up with. Uh, some examples was we should make a mystery box that revolves around baking. And this was like five years ago. Nothing had ever happened with that. Uh, I came up with an idea about a lifestyles backpack brand uh, that was more socially conscious and aware. Uh, had a lot of discussion, but nothing ever really happened. And so something that so many of us fall into the trap of, and that is thinking about doing stuff, but not actually doing anything. And so um, what separates the entrepreneurs from the entrepreneurs is very much the execution game. And so the next couple of episodes is going to go into how I executed um, and how I didn't fall into the trap of over planning and various other things. But uh, but today's episode uh, is going to focus on something that I've seen stump so many people uh, put the brakes on launching of businesses, uh, and that is, how did I come up with the name Attica? Now, Attica is not like the really famous restaurant in Melbourne. Uh, it's actually spelled a bit differently. It's A-T-E-C-A. -E um, and many of you have probably been hearing me bring up this company name quite a bit over the last couple of episodes. Um, and one question I did get was, how did you actually come up with the name? Now, it's actually funny because this was a name of business that I had previously. So prior to Philips, um, if you've seen episode two, you'll know about this. I had an opportunity to go into consulting. Now, one of the businesses that I launched with my business partner was ID2 Partners. But I came up with this consulting name. Um, a business name that I could use for my own personal services outside of that venture called Attica. Now, at the time, uh, what was important to me was not necessarily the name, but was how I could secure that IP, uh, that intellectual property, if ever it got successful. And so what I had to do around that was uh, try and find a name that either resonated with me personally, but at the same time, I could buy stuff like all the web domains that I felt at that time was um, valuable to me. Um, at that time, uh, it was the .com.au, the .co, the .net.au, um, and I think that's about it. I wasn't actually too worried about the .com at the time because um, it was very much an Australian business. Uh, I had no real aspirations of going international, so as long as I held the local domains, I was pretty happy. Um, and then obviously coming up with that name. So it was twofold, come up with the name, secure the IP. Um, I went through a number of iterations. Uh, I went through a number of different processes, but the one that actually won out was uh, I went into Google, found a website that matched up various words together, and I just started putting in words that I thought represented me at the time. Now, those words didn't actually necessarily come up with anything. So then I started going weird and 
started putting in uh, Hindu god names. I put in some of the Greek gods' names, and that's where I actually struck money. And I think from memory, um, and it's actually quite hazy. I can't actually remember, but the combination that came that I um, brought together this word Attica was Aphrodite, Atlas, and I've forgotten the third one. And if you put those three words together, one of the combinations, once you uh, mash them together, was Attica, A-T-E-C-A. And when I saw that word on the page, it instantly jumped out at me. Uh, It's a word that has zero meaning. um, But when I put it into the domain searches, lo and behold, it was the domain that was available. And so I snapped it up. And the strategy behind going with a brand name that had no meaning behind it was that I could impart the meaning behind the word. Now, you'll go through a number of different scenarios, right? You could associate your brand name with something already existing in market in order to help um, that word of mouth progress faster. It's something that's easy to remember for many people. Or you could do what I did with Attica and have no meaning behind it. Uh, and then you impart that meaning uh, as you build the brand. Now, for me personally, I saw this as the long game, and so I wanted something that didn't have meaning that I could build from scratch. Uh, It's just personally who I was, and that's the approach I took. Now, that business obviously stopped or fell apart, uh, and that's why I went back into into Philips full-time. But then when it came around again to say, okay, I want to relaunch again. I want to try my hand at entrepreneurship again. Um, instead of wasting a lot of my time trying to come up with a name that represented the business quite well, I realized that I already done all that work. I'd gotten the brand name already. I bought the domains and luckily I'd renewed them. Uh, and so that's how Attica was born. It was a number of words mashed together that had domains available to me. Um, And so why I say this uh, being so important is we can often get so hung up on, you know, finding the perfect name for a business venture. It needs to represent exactly what we want to do. It needs to resonate with our audiences, you know. Uh, But at the end of the day, if you're spending so much time, effort uh, on trying to find this name and you're restricting yourself and not launching to market to actually deliver value to an end customer... Uh, then you're wasting your time. A name, especially in the early days, is something that you can change quite easily, right? If Attica doesn't work for me in the next, you know, uh, six, 12 months, uh, because I'm assuming that I probably have a low customer base, I can change that, right? It's not that hard. If I come up with another idea, I can change it. And so uh, the lesson that I learned from previous examples, uh, a previous, sorry, attempts at this, from what I've seen other people go through is don't get hung up on the name, just find something, get the domain so you can build a website and web presence and launch. And if you need to change, uh, change in the future and don't worry too much about it. Um, And funnily enough, I watched a video yesterday um, where Jeff Bezos, um, CEO of Amazon, was talking about when he first launched Amazon. Um, And lo and behold, Amazon wasn't the name he launched under. He actually launched it under the name Kadabra. And so uh, there's a prime example, and I think he changed that within about three or six months of launching the business. But there's a prime example of someone who is now very, very successful, 
but who launched a business because he realized he needed to deliver value to a customer, just launched under a name to get it started. And then as he went on, realized that Amazon was a better representation for his business and then changed the name at that point. And so uh, that's it for today's one. Uh, it's all about execution. It's all about uh, finding the brand, finding the name behind Attica. Uh, it's not that sexy of a story, uh, but hopefully uh, that's given you a perspective that you could possibly take if you ever look to launch your own business. So that's it for this episode. Uh, nothing much else to say around the name. Uh, it's very, very simple. Uh, and uh, hopefully you got some value out of this so that when you go down the path of starting your own business, uh, you don't make the mistake of spending way too much time on the name and just get your product out to market. Uh, in the next episode, I'll go into more of the execution about how I actually launched the business. Uh, so till then, thank you so much for watching and catch you next time.